This podcast is supported by Americans for Medical Progress and was founded and created through the Michael D. Hare Fellowship, awarded annually to support projects that inform and educate the public about the critical role of animal research in furthering medical progress. The fellowship honors the late Dr. Michael Hare, a renowned board-certified laboratory animal veterinarian who dedicated his career to scientific and medical advancements and who was deeply committed to animal welfare and advocacy. A little side note here for the July News Bite episode, you're going to hear Danielle briefly mention in the beginning, she's going to tell a story about her dog, Moose. And that story ended up getting all jumbled. We were using a new audio platform to record this episode, and she sounded robotic, and a lot of it was inaudible, and you couldn't understand what she was saying for a lot of it, so we cut that out, and I think Danielle has agreed to tell that story next time. So just ignore that part, or if you're wondering why that story wasn't in there, that's why, and we weren't able to edit out her saying that. So just bear with us here and she'll tell that story on the next episode. All right, guys. Thanks. Hey, everyone, and welcome into this month's edition of our News Bite episodes that we're doing on a monthly basis, which I say that every month. So I don't know. I think I, got, I could probably stop saying that, huh, Danielle? A monthly yeah. basis. I think we know that News Bites are done monthly. And the interviews <laughs> that we do with somebody Whenever else are we done can get around monthly. to it, really, at this point. <laughs> right. I mean, we're... We're pushing July here. It is July 28th. We'll be lucky if this comes out in, in July, which is kind of a strange we'll thing see. with podcasting. Like we're always, we're always talking about things that are current to us, maybe in the, in this like certain day, which I'm going to bring something up today, but then I probably won't hear this again for a week or something. You know, yeah. the, the podcasting world is, is kind of weird. I guess unless you have the resources to get it out the same day or the next day, which we just don't. We're not that fancy. One day. Yeah. If any editors are out there and they could get turnaround episodes edited and turn around faster than we can, let me know. Um, anyways, <laughs> so the, this is our News Bite episode for July. And I have two stories. Danielle, you have, I believe, just one story you said. And you're I have one story us. and then yeah. like a personal like complaint story. <laughs> okay. Interested in that. And yeah. then... Uh, my two stories, we always like to start out just telling out, telling you guys what we're going to talk about. Mine are kind of, kind of different. There's one episode, episode, there's one article, I'm not even going to edit that out, uh, about researchers creating super glue from reptiles. Oh. Yeah. Which sounds weird. I probably said that weird. They're not like melting down reptiles. It's just reptile derived. <laughs> super, super glue. And then, um, there's also six, New species of 2021 that have been discovered on, in the world. So we're gonna. I'm gonna tell you what these six new species are. I haven't actually even looked through the through the whole list, so I can just be just as excited as you guys as we go through it. I'm still laughing about reptiles and glue. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I have an article about naked mole rats because if you've been following our podcast, you know I have a thing for naked mole rats. Um, oh, and then, we all know. yeah, the entire month of July for me has just been. Um, a headache would be a appropriate word, I guess, because my poor dog Moose had to get surgery and his recovery was horrendous. So I'm just going to tell everyone why I don't have two articles because this is all the time I had was to find the naked mole rat article. So I'll let you start out because I need to know about reptile glue. Well, speaking of headaches, also not related. It's not related to any, any of my stories. I don't know why I'm bringing it up, but we got a new HVAC system installed yesterday. 
And I don't know if you have one of these Ecobee thermostats. There's like those smart thermostats in your house. Mm-hmm. Or if anybody does, yeah. if anybody has one of those, there's, I mean, it's nice. I had one. We had one. We put the new system in. The HVAC guys were like, I've never seen something like this before. So they just put an old thermostat on because they didn't know how to do the smart thermostat. And then they left and they're like, you can just do it later. So then I did it. I went and put this back in. I've done it once. And the first step is like this. You want to just take look at the old thermostat and make sure it doesn't have this like C wire, this common wire. And I didn't. I didn't have one last time. Um, so I skipped step one today. Did you short your system? No. <laughs> no. Um, I thought maybe. So I skipped step one. I just I didn't even look at that page. Went straight to the furnace, opened up the panel, like cut the power. And there's supposed to be this motherboard where you easily just take out some wires and put it into um, this power extender kit that they have. And it's, it's super easy, except there's no like control board inside of this new unit that we have. And it's just wires put together. Like wires just connected with like wire nuts and that are in there. And so I'm like, well, I can figure this out. So I just start undoing wires. Not completely haphazardly. I mean, with like a little bit of knowledge about what's going on. Um, and then I got stuck. I couldn't figure out. There's a blue wire and a brown wire and an orange wire. And they were extra. <laughs> I didn't know what to do with these three. They, like, they didn't match up. And the color coding that I had for the thermostat. So I ended up calling them. Called Ecobee. Customer service. You know where they started? They said, they said let's start at step one and look at the thermostat. So we did that. And the first step has like I already had a common wire, which I didn't have the first time. So all of this work that I did didn't even have to be done. I could have just <laughs> easily I didn't have to open the furnace. I didn't have to do anything since I decided to skip step one. So then to go back there, I had to rewire stuff. I finally got it back together. Units on and it's set to cold and it's only blowing hot air. Like more cold air won't come out. So then I was like, crap, what did what did I do? And then um Turns out it was just a simple fix after that. I just needed to change something in the settings and the thermostat, but that was um, my head. That I was my headache that, for the day. Well, that's like typical man stuff right there, not reading directions. I'm just gonna throw that back in your face. Um, I did read directions, just not all of the directions. <laughs> skip the most important one. Just skip step one. Well, that yeah. absolutely has nothing to do with animals or research. So Well, you, it just made me think of having a headache. I had a headache all day dealing. With that, and all day, it took like two, it was like two hours, but I did it at the hottest part of the day, I think. And I think today was like the hottest day of the summer, too. So everybody was super, super happy about that. Yeah. All right. Anyways, random. So the first story that I have is it's funny. The article talks, the article opens out saying Indiana Jones hates snakes. Um, and there's actually, and then they say the fear of snakes is so common, it has its own name. And I'm going to butcher it. Ophidiophobia. That sound right? Have you heard of that before? Ophidiophobia? Ophidiophobia? I, uh, I mean, anything that has an O, P, and an H to start out, like ophthalmology. Oh, that's O, T, A. That's, op, that's ophthalmology. But anything where there's P, T, and H's next to each other. Don't ask me. Anyways, if you're scared of snakes, you probably know how to say it better. But so anyways, I don't know why the article just starts out with that. I guess maybe just a, a t- attention grabbing, get people to read the article. Um, but they have this 
clotting property in their in their blood in their blood, and they um, designed basically this body tissue adhesive that incorporates this like special enzyme that helps the helps the blood clot into a modified gelatin. And then you can pack that into a tube. And then so they can take this out like for like, say, military applications or trauma situations, um, you know, whether out in the field or in a hospital setting. And they can take this like super glue, basically, that's in the tube, squeeze it. And then they shine a visible light onto it. Like, I guess they, they say like a laser pointer for a few seconds, but they say you could even use your smartphone flashlight would do the job. And they compare it to clinical fibrin glue, which is currently the gold standard for you know field surgeons and emergency you know surgeons and surgeons and general surgeons in the hospital to stop bleeding. Um, and then it cuts that time in half. So the gold standard, that fibrin glue, takes about ninety seconds for it to become active and work and start clotting the blood. Whereas this new snake venom super glue is takes 45 seconds nice so it could be cool i mean it could be used can you all use over it the world to style your hair it it doesn't say you want to reach out <laughs> it might be expensive thinking about people who sometimes put glue in their hair <laughs> it might be expensive hair gel mm, okay um but yeah so it's 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 snake venom i'm not sure why yeah i said from reptile blood, but maybe I was just thinking blood, but it's from the snake venom. So pretty okay. cool, pretty cool use of, of snake venom. I thought. Um, nice. That's all I've got for that one. All right. Well, I'll, I'll take the next one. Um, so yeah, we found an article again about my little favorite naked mole rats and it's could naked mole rats hold the key to curing cancer and dementia. And the cool thing about what they're, kind of working towards is that these mole rats might hold the key to a new treatment for like degenerative diseases such as like cancers, dementia, neurological decline because they have like one of the longest lifespans of all the rodents. They live 40 to 50 years and they don't suffer from these aging diseases. Um, Humans, when humans age, their DNA can mutate but for some reason the naked mole rats have a unique DNA repair mechanism that like if something glitches, it just fixes itself. So researchers are kind of honing in on this um, in the hopes to not necessarily, they don't foresee themselves curing things, but maybe improving quality of life or you know, ex- extending life expectancy a little bit. Um, this, like the whole, that, this is like curing, this is like the curing aging because aging is a disease. Is it, they're taking like that kind of approach? Because we get... Like, like making it last longer i guess (laughs) they can't stop the aging process but um you know maybe they can make it make it easier for everyone yeah well i I phrase it in that way because we when i was in my final year of college we i worked for a place that their goal was to cure aging because aging itself was a disease that brought on all these other diseases that we think of that come along with aging right oh um and so how can we not stop us from getting older. I mean, physically or, or like you can't stop time. But yeah, how do we, how yeah. do we, how do we stop our bodies from 
going down the path of being susceptible to all these different diseases that you get that happen when you're older, including, I mean, just bone diseases, cancer, you know, mental dementia, all that kind of stuff. So it was interesting. Yeah. And, they, and to work there, I mean, there was, it was no joke. Like you needed to fully believe that people could live into their 500s if we just find the correct mechanism um, system or whatever to, and it, it was, and it was kind of similar. Yeah, it kind of creates a population issue, doesn't it? <laughs> that's yeah. for, that's I was why just I was thinking they would have to limit, like, <laughs> you would be able to limit Jeff, you have too many there, kids. There'd be, I know, we'd have to go to, go to an island, the Marshall Islands. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, Marshall Law. No. <laughs> yeah, we've got it all. So, I don't know, it was interesting because there's, CEO of, I mean, he fully believed that we could live to our 500. So, um, and I think they're still working on it and they found some things that, so the, and the, and the idea too, isn't just if you're already old, you're, yeah, you're SOL, but it could reverse a lot of the, you know, damage oh. that's already been done too. And so that be, live, live 500, live 500 and, you know, yeah, keep lifting weights and running marathons and, um, for all my Harry Potter fans out there, you just need a sorcerer's stone, then you can uh, live forever. But is that what you need? All. Yep. <laughs> is that what that does? Yeah, keeps you alive forever. Yeah. Hmm. Duh. <laughs> I don't know, I feel like it would have a different name. I feel like that well, sorcerer's stone UK, would have like it would more be the philosopher's stone. So again, I feel like it would have a different name. <laughs> That's even worse. <laughs> Why does it have different? Why does Why does Harry Potter have different stones depending on if you're in the U.S. or the U.K.? That makes no sense. Good question. Is some, that in the? Some that muggle the, wrote it that way. I don't know. <laughs> is that in the movie? Like, if I go to the U.K. and watch Harry Potter, they're going to say Philosopher's Stone. Like, did they? Mm, I don't think they so. create two separate scripts. It's. Two, it's two different books, but I think only one movie. And I think the movie is A Sorcerer's Stone, I think. But, but the anyway, book is titled Philosopher's Stone? The one that you can buy in the UK. Okay. But the one you buy here I is just, Sorcerer's Stone. I just wanted to get to the, the bottom of that. Okay, yep. So, <laughs> Making mole rats all the way to Harry Potter. <laughs> now, now all of our audience knows to reach out to Danielle if they have Harry Potter questions. <laughs> Or they're going to call me out and tell me I'm wrong. I'm doing this off my memory here. <laughs> Not me. Hey, you have a pretty, um, you're pretty solid Harry Potter memory. I mean, so, uh, yeah. I mean, you have, you've forgotten more about Harry Potter than I will ever know. <laughs> True. So. Okay. Where were we? Your next story. You're done with Naked Mole Rats? Yeah, I'm done with Naked Mole Rats. For now, till the next episode. Till the next episode. I think you just you just sit at home and Google naked mole rat stories and lobsters. July twenty twenty one. Yep, basically. Does Facebook tell you about naked mole rats automatically, like they do the lobsters? No. no hey, what I about haven't. new? What about new lobster updates? Um, new lobster update. So, like when I go into like the news on my phone, like people and like you know reading gossip articles about celebrities and stuff, I scroll down. At the bottom, there's a lobster article. I'm thinking, how is this seeped into my news app? <laughs> it's not even on Facebook. It's in my news app. It's talking about a rare blue lobster <laughs> that some guy caught and threw back. They're not rare. <laughs> and you know why he threw it back? Because he's he was an like, 
he's an he's an avid listener to this podcast, and he realizes that these blue lobsters are just a giant hoax. Yeah, and they may he just, just threw be it back in the ocean. Good, I'm glad. All right, six newest species of 2021. You ready? I'm ready. I hope I don't skip any because I'm scrolling. All right. The latest edition. What do you think it is? Take a random guess. Come on. I have no clue. <laughs> I'll give you $100 if you get it right. Um, well, I, I couldn't because I haven't heard any new species names. Is it a bird? Just uh, You're close. It's a bat. Oh, okay. It's an orange, orange-furred bat. Nice. Also known, if you want to get more technical, the Nimba mountain bat. Comes from Guinea. Um, and it's just they hope it brings more attention to the area. I don't. That's really that's all they got. It's an orange furred bat. It's new. Um, hopefully, it doesn't also help spread Ebola. Yeah. And the next one is you want? Do you want to try to guess all all of them? This next one's a reptile. What kind of reptile? I was literally just going to ask if it was a reptile. Yeah, I read your mind. Ugh, I don't know. Well, it's a reptile. Anyways, if you're not going to take a guess from there, it's a, it's a nano chameleon. And this is actually published in Nature. It's apparently native to northern Madagascar, which I mean, what isn't at this point? Um, but they're so tiny, they can fit on your fingernail. So they think oh. it might be the smallest reptile on Earth. Until they find the next one. But I like that. That's fun. Yeah. Well, the other, the previous record holder was also a chameleon. And this one is several millimeters smaller. Okay. So that's kind of cool. How do they know it's not just a baby? That's a good question. It could, it could grow up. They could have found it as a baby. I imagine they probably waited a little bit before they published the findings. <laughs> There's probably some process to this. <laughs> yeah. I don't think you find it and get published in Nature the next day, but in, who knows? Yep. All right. The next one. Right here in America. Gulf of Mexico. They thought this, I'm going to build the suspense. They thought it was a subspecies of the Brutus whale, but it's not. It's Rice's whale. It's confirmed to be completely distinct after they gathered enough skeletal remains and genetic samples to compare the Brutus whale. Brutus, by the way, is spelled B-R-Y-D-E. I would say brides, but it it tells you how to pronounce it, Brutus. Um, So if you're trying to Google Brutus and nothing's coming up, you're like, Jeff is an idiot. There's no Brutus whale. Spell it (laughs) B-R-Y-D-E. And so I think the best part about it is that unlike some of their larger cousins, the rice whales are are, are slender and aerodynamic, built almost like torpedoes, they said. So Shouldn't they be aqua dynamic? They're they're forty two feet long, aqua, probably. I don't. Know, I guess you could still be like aerodynamic in the water. Don't they still classify okay. submarines as aerodynamic? But you're right. Well, I made up a new word. All right. Well, it's slender and aqua dynamic. Somebody okay. will correct us on that. Also, I bet that's already a term for something else. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, the marine biologist that says they they caught a lucky break last year. I mean, they were probably just waiting for this to happen. A fully intact skeleton washed ashore in the Everglades. So, anyways, Ooh. yeah, it's and it's so it's new and it's already endangered. So there's that. Which I don't, 
I guess, how do you know it's endangered? If it's the first one you found, maybe you're just looking in the wrong places. Maybe there's a whole colon, colony pod They're hanging out of them somewhere. with the blue lobsters. That's right. Maybe they're eating the blue lobsters. Ooh. Uh, lobsters don't eat. Or whale, whales don't eat lobsters. Anyways, that's three. Yeah. Can you keep in count? You keep count. Yeah, we need four or five. Let me know. Let me know when I'm at six. All right. Two new species of screech owls dubbed the Zingu Zingu screech owl and the Alagoas screech owl. And they're named after the regions where they live, which would be what two regions are that is that named after? I don't know, but my brain is going back to Harry Potter because owls deliver the mail. So I'm just thinking of. So what area of Harry Potter? (laughs) Yeah. Well. The Amazon and the Atlantic forest regions of South America. Okay. Um, so yeah, they did their. They thought they were a part of a no or previously known class of owl species, but scientists got their DNA and their call, and they studied their calls, and they warrant a distinct classification. I don't know what warrants that. Um, they said they have judgy looking eyes. <laughs> Yeah, don't look one directly in the eye. You feel you'll feel bad about yourself. I like it. All right. Um, and the next one, it's a plant. So, yeah, not as exciting. I mean, I'll be honest. No. When whenever, whenever we talked about talked about, and this, I guess, this is article just just says new species, not new animal species. Yeah, I just got like. Should we just skip? <laughs> should we just skip it? We're going to talk about plants. No, we, no, right. we, yeah. So that's your six, right? Yeah. No, we had the last one. That was five. Oh, oh I thought the owls were two so that, that was two owls, but it's just classified as one. Okay. All right. Hit me with number six. Uh, off the coast of New Zealand. So what kind, what's, what kind of animals are it going to be? Something venomous. No, off the coast. Well, I guess it still could be. I think water. Oh, okay. A venomous fish. No, <laughs> I don't know. It's it's a iridescent shark. That's right, oh. a shark that can glow. Well, of course, it's something that can attack you because everything out of New Zealand and Australia are out to kill you. So, yeah, and it's the currently, I guess now it is the largest known glowing vertebrae species, and it grows up to six feet long. How has nobody noticed this before? Has a blunt snout, right? Wouldn't we see glowing, glowing sharks in the ocean? <laughs> that, I feel like it's a sci-fi movie. I think yeah. the next, what I think, Sharknado Nine that's going to come out soon. Is that is that the next one? I don't know what Sharknado they're on, but they need to have yeah. they need to have glowing sharks next time. How do they know it wasn't a mermaid? Hmm? Just I think saying. they got I think they got one. Okay. So, anyways, that's that's that. Anyways, thanks everyone for listening. Please go, you know, rate and review our show. Check us out on social media. Follow us. Email us if you have questions. You know, at the Library Chat, pretty much everywhere. Just Google Library Chat. You'll find us. And thanks again for tuning in and putting up with us on this crazy late-ish edition of Library Chat July News Bite. Hopefully, it comes out at least by the last. We have three days to get this out. <laughs> July. Hopefully it comes out in July. If not, welcome to August. All right, everyone. Catch you next time. Bye.